Hello, another highly questionable week concludes with this highly questionable creature. Izzy Gutierrez, what do you like on the show today? We're going to put a nice little bow on the Antonio Brown story and never hear from him again. Yeah, I'm sure. Dale, papi. Should the Raiders accept Antonio Brown's apology? An emotional apology for the most unprofessional behavior that you've ever seen from a diva receiver before a season start. We don't even know if his frostbitten feet actually work at this point, but Antonio Brown, with captains at his side, did apologize for everything, which is something you might be prone to do if you didn't know that they might be able to void all of that money because you haven't achieved veteran status yet by getting to this Monday game. And so, of course, he was emotional, but I would ask you this. If you threaten to punch your boss in the face and you get to play that Monday, is that guy ever again allowed to actually be your boss? Because you don't get away with that just for a tearful apology. He has turned this team into a circus. Amazingly, after all that noise, all that soap opera, all offseason, John Gruden is saying Antonio Brown will play Monday night because he needs this guy. And that should make them feel a little bit of shame. It is a bit of a twist. I didn't see an emotional apology coming from Antonio Brown, which goes to show you it does seem to be about the money. It does seem to me also that John Gruden really loves his offensive players. Last year when he talked about Khalil Mack, it was like, hey, he kind of doesn't want to be here or whatever, let him go. Antonio Brown, he's not saying anything negative about this guy because he knows he is going to make his offense hum. I don't know if the rest of that locker room is really okay with this. You know, you threaten to punch your boss in the face, whether that undermines the boss, but really who else in that locker room really matters? We all watched Hard Knocks. It is Antonio Brown, it is John Gruden, everybody else on that team, including Perfect, just falls into place. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, can I have my 30 million, please? <laughs> yeah. oh, please, uh, Captain, sit up here with me. I'll give you a percentage. Just, just stand next to me. Should Bear fans blame their quarterback or their coach? You can blame the Green Bay defense for making both of them look that way, but do you know how hard it is to call more than 50 pass plays and only like a dozen running plays and score three points because your quarterback is just throwing for 200-some-odd yards, everything's short, he's making bad decisions, you're in third and fifth. 40 at one point. You got two delay of games when you can't have delay of games. And now everyone today is pointing out that Mitch Trubisky, the Bears traded up for him for three to two. And they were bidding against themselves and on the board, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. I think this one falls on Trubisky because we know that defense is championship great. But Nagy did say, I've got to help him more. I didn't help him at all. And he's got his own reasons for embarrassment. He didn't. I'm, I'm on Nagy here. He didn't help him at all. Forget all the whole preseason games and how many reps they needed. The play calling was one. I mean, look, it's funny what expectations does to a team, right? Mitchell Trubisky was supposed to be the weakest link of this group. He's just supposed to keep things steady while that dominant defense wins games and maybe they run the ball some. And last night, the dominant defense was there, but they did not run the ball. Tariq Cohen did not get a single run. I do want to give the Green Bay defense some credit because on those run pass options, they forced Mitchell Trubisky to throw the ball, but we knew this is who he was. This was a bad game for Trubisky, the first game. That's okay. Nagy should have known better. He should have kept a very close game playing with great defense and good running backs not throw the ball all over the field i should probably if i'm going to criticize the coach get his name right it's Nagy, not Nagy, and trubisky you need to keep in mind the packers said openly after the game we wanted trubisky to be a quarterback in this game we thought we could win the game if he was a quarterback because they have evidence like this from last year on some of the things that trubisky can do <laughs> that don't look like very good judgment that man in the middle is 
is pretty open. That man in the middle was not throwing the football. That play was not a touchdown right there. Bears fans have a reason to be frustrated by this, and this is the reason that Mike Wilbon was complaining like a musty old man about preseason games and geniuses in a way that had curse words all over the PTI offices today. Boy, that game was so boring. That's true. It oh, really it was, was so boring. Yeah. Was as boring as your essay about football. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. uh, oh, a real cheap shot from my fresh. father. How should Darren Rogers feel about how things went with Matt LeFleur? LeFleur. Uh, he ended up winning a road game in a tight spot, and they won a road game where he was playing against the defense that's going to make a lot of people look like that over the course of this season. He should feel very good about the fact that that defense seems appreciably improved. When you look at the Bears and the Packers in that division, what you didn't have was the Packers outplaying defensively that Bears team. If they can beat you 10-3 and they can beat you 40-30, to you understand why that team is looked at after a non-playoff season as a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, the performance by that defense hid some of the blemishes in that Green Bay offense. And, you know, we don't know Aaron Rodgers the way you do. So I was reading his face, and I was looking like he looked a little frustrated at times, right? He looked like, eh, maybe these plays aren't really working. But as the game progressed, he found a little bit of a rhythm. Aaron Jones found some space. So I do think there's going to be some bumps in the road here. But eventually, it does look like Aaron Jones, the running back, can fit in really well with that offense. And as long as Aaron gets his chance without too many second and 12, second and 15, and I do believe they'll be just fine. This was a great defense to start against and an even better defense to get a win against. He looked frustrated because they had negative 12 yards in the first quarter. That's a real easy recipe on the road in the home opener before an emotional crowd to lose the game quickly or need a comeback from your quarterback late because you're behind very early. He should feel really good about the way his defense played. They're 3-3 three and three in games where they scored 10 points or fewer and that guy starts and finishes. And the rest of the league wins about 30% of the time in those scenarios. Are you hot now? Hot? Because we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that is why I'm hot. They need to cool me off. Thank you, Lucio. I so appreciate it. I'm lightheaded right now with desire. Should the Browns see Dodell if he's not 100% healthy? Freddie Kitchens, who does not quite have the body that Odell Beckham has, says that Odell Beckham is ready to roll. But Odell Beckham has missed 16 of the last 32 games and now has a mysterious hip injury. And when you hear him speak, does this sound like ready to roll? It's like a, an extremely fast car with like a little alignment or something up, you know, and it's like right in the center of, of what you need. Um, now the car can still go, but it can, it's, it's dangerous, you know what I mean? So it's just something that I, I've just been trying to figure out in and out of rehab every single day. Um, never really dealt with anything like that. How are you progressing going into Sunday? It's getting better. Um, it's, just, it's as good as it's going to be until the season starts. So it's going to be something that hopefully keeps progressing and, get, and gets better and not worse. Um, but... You know, it's just something you have to deal with. You know, we got a game Sunday, so it's time to go. There's a lot of hopefully in there. He hasn't been able to run full speed yet. He says come game time, maybe the adrenaline will allow him to open up and run full speed. But that's kind of dangerous if you've got a little injury like that on such a fine-tuned athlete. 
you said it. He missed 16 of his last 32 games. This is another injury that kind of came out of nowhere. We haven't really heard about it. Odell Beckham has a kind of sneaky injury history, and I think that's going to be the problem here. If you're going to have these expectations, have this excitement about this team, he's going to try to work through these things, and man, you probably want to get him 100% healthy before he plays, because it's going to be, the idea is, he's going to be there for a long time. These first few games don't really matter that You do know that he badly wants to play after this much work, this much talk, and those aforementioned expectations. You know that he's going to get out there in some capacity if he can. But this is what's going to happen because they're the Cleveland Browns. In the second quarter, on a reverse, he's going to run into Baker Mayfield in the backfield, and they're both going to be injured and out for the season. And then we can go back to talking about other teams in the division again. Should Julio Jones hold out until he gets a new deal? Uh, he calls all people who are named Jones a Jones. Now, Julio Jones usually doesn't make much of a public stink about anything. He doesn't say very much that's controversial, but he's saying he's a definite maybe to play on Sunday, and that's not usually the negotiating strategy that you see, but you can do this when you're the best player on this team, and everyone in the organization, including the owner, Arthur Blank, expects you to get paid. I will say, though, in another holdout situation, how great would it be if Dak Prescott right now said, hey, I might not play Sunday now that Zeke Elliott is in camp. What are you guys going to do? Because if you want to start doing this right before the season with maximum leverage, you'll be letting down your teammates in a pretty unbelievable way. But this is one way to get paid because they're going to please Julio Jones. They don't want this guy upset because they don't want Matt Ryan upset either. Yeah, this seems so tame. He didn't even say he wouldn't play. He was like, I don't know, maybe I might play. I would like a new contract, please. And it's exactly what this sounds like. Arthur Blank saying he's going to get paid. He's going to be the highest paid receiver eventually. They're going to get this done. This mini threat seemed out of nowhere here. But yeah, Tyreek Hill got an extension. I think it's time for Julio Jones at age 30 to know going into this season he's going to be extended because because, you know, any little toe injury can derail everything. The tone that uh, Izzy used there is interesting because maybe kind of sheepish. I don't know if I'm going to play. When he gets his money, what do you think Le'Veon Bell is going to say? Wait a minute. That guy three days before the season just sort of said maybe and got his money? And I had to sit out a whole year to get mine? Hey, Julio, this is what you got to do. You go to the GM and you threaten him to punch him in yes, the face. That's yes, what you do. Yes, Captain's on your side. Yes. <laughs> Coming up next on my son's TV show. Getting oh, into a very good decision. Kicking for UMD. Back deep. This looks like a disaster here early, yeah. Izzy. This is a straight panic situation. Now, this is going to be a safety, clearly. Oh, come on. There are eight guys now. Here we go, baby. Here we go. He's got a convoy. Now he's got blockers. Oh, no. Flailing all over the place, these defenders. Choo, choo. Go, go. Play the game that these two all for this you question. Man, you give us topics and events, we question them. Said that kind of happily, didn't he? Do you question if this is a great return or poor coverage? Division 2 football, the oh. producers just told me the names of these teams, but I don't respect those producers enough to repeat those names because they're not relevant here. And it was kind of tedious hearing them say over <laughs> and over what the names of these teams are. It doesn't matter. We just want to show you a video of this guy making a very bad decision and then turning Bulldogs, it into a very Robert good Hulsey decision. Kicking for UMD. Back deep. 
This looks like a disaster here early, yeah. Izzy. This is a straight panic situation. Now, this is going to be a safety, clearly. Oh, come on. There are eight guys now. Here we go, baby. Here we go. He's got a convoy. Now he's got blockers. Oh, no. Flailing all over the place, these defenders. Watch the last guy, number 11. Oh, There it is. They do not teach tackling in Division Two, do they? That is not something that, that was a set play. It was not a set play, Bobby. That, that was incorrect. That was in the coach playbook all the time. Are you kidding Boy, me? Or number 11. Get out. There it is, right at the end. There's punctuation. And that team lost 52 to 7. That's it. That was their only score. That was their most confident moment of the game, and it should have been a safety. Do you question if Rob Ryan is better at quarterback than you thought he'll be? He is the inside linebackers coach with the Washington racial slurs, and he is also somebody who looks like his van is filled with pizza boxes. So I don't expect him to be a very good quarterback. You're going to show us video that proves me wrong. Oh, Oh, God, please tell me he drops back like that every time. Please tell me he does that. Okay, wait a minute. Like, I wasn't expecting very much, and you guys delivered not very much. Like, I mean, that drop back, the drop back is, I mean, he's throwing with a degree of accuracy, but he's going to get sacked every time before he gets to the fifth of a seven-step drop. It looks like he's trying not to break his two artificial hips. Did you hear the news? The Bears just signed him. Yes. More accurate. That's right. More accurate than Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Do you question who got luckier? The person who dropped the phone or this guy? Okay, that's a great question by itself. But now, what if I tell you we're going out to a roller coaster in Spain? A phone is dropped. What happens next? <laughs> I love the frame. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Wow. Odell Beckham on that roller coaster. <laughs> He's going 80 miles an hour, and that's a one-handed grab at the height of joy. I mean, can you get a better roller coaster ride than that? You get the thrill of the roller coaster and the feeling of accomplishment, of helping somebody out. It's amazing. What a hero that guy is. Wow. That was a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was for both parties. Do you question if this was better than the alternative? Okay, we've got some grainy footage for you here of a perilous situation involving a bull and someone running away from a bull. Is this better than the alternative? We always deliver, Dan. Okay, it does deliver. Is this better than... Oh! It is better than the alternative. It is. There's no one who can dispute this. There's no Josh Norman right here. Oh, <laughs> you got to see the field, man. It's not a lot better than the alternative, though. Do you want to see the alternative? Not really. No. Oh, yeah. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. Oh, look. Uh, yeah! Oh, no oh a plot twist I was not expecting. No. Oh, my God. Time to play the game that can't wait for more football. See? Oh, no. Well, did we get very much of it last really night? Didn't not. feel like it. You tell us what to watch on television tonight. We'll tell you if we're intrigued. 
Saturday on ABC, number 12, Texas A&M, and number one, Clemson. Okay, this one's going to be fun. A guard at Texas A&M has predicted that there will be an upset. I can't name said guard at Texas A&M because he's a guard at Texas A&M. But Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback for Clemson. His brother Chase is very good at art. Trevor Lawrence looks like sunshine from Remember the Titans. Let's see what we have here. Huh. Wow. That is an upset. That is a bit of an upset. Trevor Lawrence looks like his Facebook profile has as a hobby babes. And that guy, uh, I don't know what his hobby would be. Art, I guess. Izzy, are you intrigued? His hobby could also be buying spandex pants. Uh, yes, very much intrigued. I would say there would be an upset, but it's not going to be an upset because it's at Clemson. So, sorry, Texas A&M. Sorry, Texas A&M guard we can't name. Poppy, are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. But have you seen his father? No, no, get out of here. His what? father, is the father going to be long-haired guy, too? Oh. No, that's not his father. That's not his father. I wish it was his father. <laughs> Why not? But that's some guy from a dating show dating someone 40 years younger than he is. <laughs> It's a real estate tycoon. A real estate tycoon. My father remembers because how would you forget Trevor Lawrence's father? That should be Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to need a DNA father. test. It really should be. Look at the shirt on that guy. Look how many buttons are open. Thank you. That, that means. Saturday night on ABC, number six, LSU at number nine, Texas. Oh, another good one. Poppy, you like that coach at uh, LSU, right? Yeah? Oh, uh, yeah. What's his name? What's his name? I think Coach Edford. Oh, Ed Edgeron. That's right. Ed Edgeron. Ed Orgeron. My father likes that he can't ever understand anything that Ed Edgeron is saying. What do we have here? No, come on. This is, this not, is not a preview, preview of the game. And this is not even Ed Orgeron. This is just some guy who looks like him. From the family of block people who look like uh, Fred Flintstone. Block people, not black people. Uh, Izzy, are you intrigued? Whew, that was dangerous. I'm going to go ahead and watch the game and say nothing else. Block people. Poppy, are you intrigued? <laughs> oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. Did you hear what that Urgeron said about Texas? No, what did he say? Oh. What did he say? And I'm glad you ought to have that Ralph or Salafushu who never got past number one. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's right. That's how he talks all the time, like a Cajun swamp monster. Like James Brown. Sunday on CBS, Chiefs and Jaguars. I think the Jags are going to be pretty good this year just because they're going to get mediocre quarterback play. Let's check in here with Jalen Ramsey doing a trust test with his hands with a friend of his. I don't know if I would do that, Izzy. I know, I, I know. I would do that before I let somebody hit a golf ball off of my mouth. That's for sure. Yes, I don't know why he went there exactly, but yes, I would also do that before I would let someone hit a golf ball out of my mouth. Izzy, are you intrigued? I feel really bad for Jags fans because you predicting that they're going to be good this year. Kiss of death. Sorry, I Jags. I know. And are you all curious as I am as to why all the footage from Jacksonville press conferences is kind of grainy? Like they're not in America the way the rest of the NFL. Poppy, are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. And I'm telling you one thing, you know, I, I love the Jaguars because, you know, they have Dick Foles as uh, their number one quarterback, and that is my favorite quarterback. And, you know, uh, 
couple of years ago, he took the Eagles to the promised land. And this year, he's going to take the Jaguars to the promised land. That's going to be my prediction. Wow. That's it before the season. My father's favorite quarterback is Nick Foles. I don't feel like anyone outside of the Foles family has that as their favorite quarterback. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for watching. Enjoy the weekend and download the radio show on all of your devices. 10 to 1 Eastern ESPN Radio. It's a lot of fun. It's not that much fun. Okay, maybe not a lot. Maybe I oversold it. Maybe not a lot of fun, but close to a lot of fun. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, Yeah, why not? Happy birthday, Bobby. Why not? Honey, I'm coming home after this blowout. (laughs) Wow, impressive lung capacity. And now we've got a cheesecake covered in my father's 76-year-old saliva. (laughs) We're only about five of them.